Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Blank Page to Bestseller podcast. I am your host, Peter Wheatmartian, and this week I am joined once again by my two colleagues, KZ and Colleen. On today's episode, we're going to share a little bit about self-publishing. We start off with our Biz Buzz segment where we talk a little bit about print-on-demand and the benefits and the uh, advancements print-on-demand has given to the publishing industry. And then for our in-depth discussion this week, we have a little discussion between the three of us on self-publishing, covering topics from what self-publishing actually is to can you make it big as a self-published author, and so much more. On this week's Biz Buzz segment, we're going to talk a little bit about print-on-demand and what print-on-demand actually is. So let me give you guys a really quick overview of what print-on-demand is. Uh, back, you know, decades ago, you used to have to buy books in a in, in a bulk amount, 100, 500, 1,000, um, when you were ready to actually publish your book. Um, now, in today's world, uh, there are two main uh, companies that do print-on-demand, which is printing a book when it is ordered by the customer. And it is, like it says, when the demand is there, the printer will print the the required number of copies. Um, the two area or the two companies right now that do this um, mainly are. Ingram Spark and Amazon. Um, we use Ingram Spark a lot with uh, uh, a lot of our um, clients, uh, but Amazon is also a very viable print-on-demand option as well. I want to just kind of turn it over to uh, Colleen or Candy if they have any um, any pieces of advice or any um, you know things about print-on-demand that they'd like to share. Well, thanks. I This is Colleen, and I would like to say a couple things about the print-on-demand, or you may know it as POD, print-on-demand. And what is great about print-on-demand is that if you are a self-published author and you don't want to have thousands of books in your garage to sell, sell or 500 books in your garage to sell, then if you have, uh, if you go through Ingram Spark, uh, and Amazon also, but Ingram Spark, you'll be on uh, these distribution uh, channels, which if you go to uh, Barnes and Noble or Books a Million, Joseph Beth, any of those bookstores, then then if someone wants to purchase your book, they can ask them if it's not on the shelf and they can go to it so that it's in the digital system. But print on demand also means that if People want your book, even on Amazon. If someone goes into Amazon to buy your book, they can print it on demand. They might Amazon might just have 10 copies or uh, a bookstore may just have 10 copies. But if they sell out of those books, then they can 
print them on demand, have them printed and ordered as many as they want. So that's a great pro. And you can get them in a pretty short time. It doesn't take a lot of time to get those print on demand. And as an author also, if you're going to be speaking at an event, you can go and order the books yourself. If you think you're going to have 200 people there, some places when you speak, they will hit, uh, pay for the book. And instead of paying you maybe to speak and they get the print on demand can just be done and sent to the place where you're going to speak, or you can have them sent to you to go to your event. Uh, that's about what I have to say at this minute. How about you, Candy? Well, it's, it's amazing to me how this print on demand concept, how the technology has completely upended and changed the publishing world. And you're right, Colleen, when you say it used to be we had to have a garage full of books. If you were an author who who is published, whether you self-published or whether you were published through a, uh, uh, a traditional publisher, you bought your books in bulk and you bought all of them at once. And uh, you had to order in, in the hundreds and sometimes thousands in order to uh, and then you had to stockpile them and you had to deliver them. You had to distribute them yourself. Now, there's nothing wrong with uh, with taking on an element of distribution when you're a self-published author. That's a good thing. There are a lot of reasons to go wide with your publishing, and that's the topic that we'll be talking about in another another uh, another day, I'm sure. Um, but the print-on-demand. What's amazing about this is that um, the KDP, which is which is the Amazon arm uh, for publishing, Kindle Direct Publishing. Okay, that's who actually prints on demand for Amazon. And the Ingram Spark, which is the print on demand um, uh, department, if you will, division of Ingram, um, which is a which is a huge pub, they are a huge publisher in general, not just of print on demand books. Ingram Spark is their their sub subcategory, their sub publisher. These two giants have pretty much taken taken over the market. And it's 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 essentially, for the most part, it's free for the author to to publish their book like this and and make it available to anyone who wants to read it. What, what Colleen, what you said about putting it into the distribution system is amazing. Is that we have the ability with the print on demand to have our books distributed pretty much any place in the world, which is great. Now there are there are a couple of additional publishers that have that have been. Uh, who have a name in the in the in the print on demand world? Um, uh, Book Baby is one that comes to mind immediately. They they have an element of print on demand, but I have to say, be careful if you're going to someone other than uh, KDP or Ingram Spark for print on demand publishing, because most of the other publishers who offer it prefer that you buy books in bulk rather than uh, the print-on-demand. They are learning that they have to offer a print-on-demand, but it's not always the the easiest or the best. And often you have to pay for that as a separate fee. So uh, just, you know, I think it's just, it's great. It's continuing to evolve. It is now the norm. Traditional publishing is no longer the norm when it comes to publishing. Print-on-demand is now the norm. That's great information, Candy. And I also wanted to just put in here too that print on demand, it allows flexibility when um, you're offering niche type publications. If there's academic textbooks or say there's a cookbook and um, maybe a store, a bookstore, a college bookstore, or any other bookstore want to see what the 
take is going to be on that. So they wouldn't have to order thousands of books. They could order 50 or 60 and see how that run goes and then purchase more later. Yep. It's made a huge difference in, in not having to have books that are sent back. And the author pays. When books are sent back, the author's the one who pays for those. Exactly. Yeah, it's always um, it's always great to see the advances that publishing has had, and I think print on demand might be outside of the ebook probably the most um, most uh, impactful change that the publishing industry has seen in the last fifty years. And I, I think it's a, a great way for um, anyone to publish a book. You know, um, I I think. Um, it's been a couple years ago, uh, but there was uh, someone that we were working with who had thought of even just writing a small book for their family and using it and putting it into Ingram so that they would be able to, you know, not necessarily sell it, but, you know, print on demand for their family. So it's a small, you know, 10, 20 run uh, print, but and no printer would do a small order like that, except the print-on-demand company. So I think that's uh, provided a lot of flexibility in that aspect as well. Today's episode is brought to you by us at The Author's Voice and our Summer Sizzle Sale. Do you have a passion for writing? Are you looking to share your story as a speaker? Or maybe you're looking to grow your business by expanding your client offerings. Begin your journey to become a certified publishing professional today with our Summer Sizzle BOGO Sale. You can enroll in both the Author Assistant and Speaker Assistant training programs today for the price of one. That's right, two training programs for the price of one. The kids are heading back to school, so why don't you do the same? These two best-selling courses are designed to help you understand the ins and outs of publishing and how to take your story to the public by becoming a public speaker. Learn more about the Summer Sizzle Sale on our website, theauthorsvoice.org forward slash summer sizzle. That's theauthorsvoice.org forward slash summer sizzle. Welcome to the second segment of the Blank Page to Bestseller podcast. And for this week, myself, KZ, and Colleen are going to talk a little bit about self-publishing. Now, all three of us have extensive knowledge, extensive experience working with self-published authors and self-publishing ourselves. And we want to share a little bit of the uh, pros and cons of self-publishing, a little of the history of self-publishing, what actually is self-publishing, and kind of dispel some of the uh, the myths that might be out there about self-publishing. Um, for this segment, we're just going to try to have a little conversation to help you learn as much as you can about self-publishing. And I'm sure that, you know, as the weeks and the months go on, we'll take 
some of these topics and go deeper into them, but this is a good overview and should hopefully lay down the foundation to what self-publishing is. So first of all, thanks for joining me this uh, this week for the conversation, and I'm going to turn it over to Colleen first to just tell you what self-publishing actually is. Well, thanks, Peter. And self-publishing is pretty much what it sounds like. You publish your book or your books yourself. <laughs> anyway, self-publishing <laughs> self-publishing involves various tasks. It, it's when the public when the uh, when the author decides they want to self-publish their book, uh, they would go to if they don't know what to do, find a professional, certified publishing professional, author assistant to help them. And what it involves is now don't be scared because of the number of tasks involved, but everything from writing the writing process, putting the manuscript together to the publishing steps and marketing and beyond can take 90 tasks to get your self, your book self-published. And that can sound very overwhelming, but that's why you want to go to or learn these steps involved on what self-publishing is so that you don't miss anything. Getting your ISB and setting up a self-publishing company or an imprint for your company. Uh, walk, working with a writing coach, perhaps, if you need help writing uh, to make sure that your book flows. Then you move into the publishing process, editing, proofreading. There's all these steps that if you want your book to be professionally published, your self-published book you can hold it up to a traditionally published book and the people will not be able to tell the difference because you've gone through the steps to make it as professionally published as you can because you know what the process is or the people who help you get it done right. And that's finding a graphic designer, a, a book interior designer, deciding if you want to speak and marketing. We say your book is a business because when you self-publish your book or even traditionally publish your book, you've got to market it forever. And these are just some of the steps, but you can make your book your business if you self-publish it. Now that's yeah. that's really great. Yeah, Candy, do you want to add anything onto that? I just want to say, wow. I never counted the steps, but it does not surprise me that Colleen knows how many steps there are. <laughs> she's 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 our she's our detailed person, and she is definitely uh, someone who knows. I do know how many steps there are. I just never counted them. Um, and I and I want to reiterate something that Colleen said, and I don't want anyone to be afraid of that. Publishing your own book is so empowering. You. Mm -hmm. I want to, I'll bring it up here right now, um, Peter. We just, this is a discussion, so I'll just start talking. In traditional publishing, very simply put, you have no say in anything. You don't even have a say in the cover or the title of your book. You don't even have a, a true say in how the words are edited. So if you sign a contract with a, with a traditional publisher, especially if you're a new writer, you sign a contract with a traditional publisher, they take over the, the editing of the book, which means they can change the words. They take over the creating of the, 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 the title, the subtitle. Um, they can even take over how you position your name. They, they may not even like the way that your, your name, they may, they may want to give you a pen name 
or or use initials instead of your first name. They do everything except they don't market it. When it comes to the marketing, it comes back to you where they expect you to market your own book. And it's a book that maybe isn't published the way you wanted it in the first place. So one of the one of the strengths for me is to, as far as self-publishing goes, and one of the reasons that so many of the authors that I coach with choose to go with self-publishing is that they have control over every piece of every step, every one of those 90 steps in the process. And then in the end, they also get the entire amount of the profit. They don't, the, instead of the publisher, the traditional publisher taking um, taking 70 to 80% of the, of, of the profit, um, then they get all of the profit and they're only having to pay out that 20 to 30% that it costs to actually do the work and uh, the overhead, if you will. So to me, that's what self-publishing is about. Sorry, Colleen, did you have something else? I just wanted to pop in. I have two things on what you said also that that I just thought of too. And a traditional publisher, you may get a publisher, an author may receive a an upfront money to publish their book with a traditional publisher. However, you won't be able to keep all your intellectual property. That's and right. when you self-publish, you keep that intellectual property and the last time I checked, uh, that intellectual property goes 90 plus years after you have passed away and left this earth. So that okay. means that it can be a legacy for your family or friends or whatever you decide, wherever you want that intellectual property to go. But you keep the control, as you will say, or what you've written. That is your intellectual property. So that's I wanted to bring. Difference. Yeah, that's great, Colleen. That's a huge difference that people don't realize about it. What was your second point? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, that's okay. Well, you know, the thing is that um, I, I love what you said about it being a legacy. I really do. Because the, the importance of the legacy has to do with your reason for publishing. Okay, if you're, if you're writing a book, if you're an author and you're writing a book, choosing to self-publish is all about why you, why you published in the first place. Okay. And if it's a legacy, that's an important piece of this. Um, and I'll tag team on what Colleen said as well. And that is that, um, that, that, um, advance that the traditional publisher might give you, you don't earn a penny in royalty until that advance is paid back. That's exactly what I was going to say, Candy. Thank you <laughs> for filling that in. My mind great went point, blank there for point. a minute. <laughs> God. My mind went blank. I'm like, what was I going to say? What was I going to say? <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, go ahead and finish up on that, Colleen. No, I was just going to say, if a you know, if a traditional publisher pays you ten thousand dollars in advance to uh, help you publish your book, then you your book needs to make ten thousand dollars before you receive a penny of royalty from yes. them. Yes. Yes. So mm -hmm. yes. So you're not you've made money up front, but then you're not making it for however long it takes to to make that back. And like Candy said the traditional publisher will keep most of those profits. Whereas you, when you self-publish, you do get about 45 to 50% back from whatever you sell, yep. depending and, on and where you go. My rude laugh was saying 10,000. To get a $10,000 <laughs> advance is pretty rare. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying, you know, the big authors who do. That sounds good. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> 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 but, you know, the thing is true, though. Um, 
most publishers, I will say, most traditional publishers are straight up business people. Okay. But there are publishers that are who are not scrupulous. They have they don't have scruples. They don't have the level of honesty that, that you could wish for. And it is very easy for them to continually cook the books in such a way that you never earn back your um your initial. Yeah, that's so true. Um, you know, one thing that I do um want to to kind of emphasize too is and we were talking about control. I think the one thing that uh, the the biggest thing is um, just the time that it takes to self-publish. So one one great way that you have control is you can you can control the timeline that it takes for you to publish your book. So once you have your book written and you try, let's just say you try to go and sell your manuscript to a a publisher it might take them three six nine months for someone to pick up your book plus it might take somewhere between 12 and 18 months for the book itself to be published once you have got that contract with a self-publishing route you can go and you can i mean you can get it done in three to six months if you want Absolutely. Well, it's as soon as when, when the book is ready to be published, that is when you have the manuscript ready, the cover is done and you have those two pieces are done. OK. And professionally edited. OK. Mm -hmm. Really, truly done. Um, you literally can be published in 72 hours. Yeah, I mean, that's just <laughs> it's uh, it's amazing how quick these uh th these uh the printers and the you know the companies we work with that uh, can get a book up for sale yep absolutely it's amazing now does it take six months three to six months sure you've got to write the thing first <laughs> <laughs> right and it, that you've got to go through those 90 steps uh to get to the point where you can push the button and say publish it is mm -hmm. such a great feeling when you push that button and says publish mm -hmm. and then you look um, and, and it's just an amazing feeling to to have gone all the way through this process and realize that you're there and the book is live and it's available and anyone who wants to can buy it. It's such a rewarding, um, rewarding time. Now, I, I think I talked about this on a, one of our previous episodes, but it's just so nice to see the smile on an author's face is you know, they hand over the first, the first copy of their book to someone who isn't their, you know, their spouse or their brother or, you know, their next door neighbor, someone who actually bought the book for the first time. It's so nice to uh, see the smile and the relief and the joy on their face. Yeah, sure is. Yeah. Um, you know, part, part of what uh, we've been talking about is the control and part of it is the, you know, the money and the uh, the time that goes into publishing. Um, I do want to ask both of you today, do you think that as a author, it is possible to, quote, make it big as a self-published author? Or um, is that still something that's only reserved for the traditional big five publishing houses? I truly think that if a if a author decides to make their book, their business, because it is a business, that they can make money on that. And that's because they know how to price it. 
They know how to market it or get marketing help. It's about getting the help to help them sell their book because it's an ongoing process. And by getting it published the correct way, like I said, following the steps, getting someone to help you if you decide you you don't want to do it yourself, but you want to know the steps. Yes, I believe you can make your book your business and make money from that. And it's all about knowing what's needed and then knowing how to price it so that you will be making some money when you go to sell it. What about you, Candy? 100%, Colleen, I agree. I believe it's possible. In fact, it's more than a belief. I know it's possible. I know authors who are doing it. Um, I've worked with authors who are doing it. And so have you. So we know what it takes to make this happen. Is it is it an overnight? Not for most of us, but easily if you're following the steps and if you are being consistent in how you're working your business, because it is a business, um, you will find that the distribution channels out there, Amazon in particular, uh, are, are just amazing for giving you um, opportunities for selling your books. Now, do you have to, to do you have to sell? Yeah, I'm afraid you do. Um, because you have to get out there and let people know that you have a book. It's not. It's unlikely that you're going to make money if you don't let people know you have a book. It's that simple. That when we're talking about marketing, that's what we're talking about. You've got to let people know it's there. And honestly, you probably have to go and do another one as well. Mm-hmm. No, I that's think you're a hundred percent. Go ahead, Colleen. No, I was just going to say, and that's true. And we also educate our authors that your marketing really starts before you start writing your book if you haven't started writing your book but the sooner you (laughs) start marketing letting people know that there's going to be a book coming out that's helping you grow your audience so that people are going to be excited so that when it does come out people are going to want to want to purchase that book yeah Yeah. it's amazing how quickly people will become fans of you of you and your writing And, and think about it as an author as a published author you are an expert automatically. Immediately, when your book is published, you're an expert. Whatever the topic is that you're that you're that you're writing on, even if it's romantic fiction, you're, you you are at that moment you become an expert on romantic fiction. Okay, um, so that means that other people are going to look to you. They're going to look at your book and they're going to recognize that oh, this person knows what they're talking about. I'm going to follow them, and I can't wait to read the next one. A hundred percent. You know, I think um, I was thinking about this actually as I was listening to a few podcasts myself this week. Um, I, I listen to a few shows that have guests on every week and they talk about different topics. And uh, one of them, I'm trying to think of the last time that at the very end of the podcast, they didn't ask the guest. So uh, where can we buy your book? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, I th- I think being an author, like you said, uh, is definitely uh, you know, you're, you're an expert auto- automatically. As soon as you have a book, you're an expert on that subject, no matter what. And people are going to want to seek out the experts to talk with them. So yep. you know, it, it is true that you you know, it, it kind of plays hand in hand with each other. You are an expert. You write a book. You become more of an expert than you become an expert enough that people want to talk to you about it so you start selling more books and then more people see that you're selling your books so you go out and you talk to more people because people see that you're selling books and it's just a 
a, a cascading effect if you are, you know, if you're willing to take on that task. And let's bring it back to the publishing, self-publishing concept. And that is your fans have no idea if you are traditionally published or self-published. They don't care. So why mm -hmm. not take control of your business and self-publish? Uh, that's so true. Yeah. I mean, like Colleen said early on, if you take a self-published book and a traditionally published book, you shouldn't be able to tell the difference when you hold them up to each other. Or if you download a copy of a book from you know, Amazon for your ebook, you know, for a Kindle or whatever, you shouldn't be able to tell the difference between the two of them. So why would your readers care? They don't. They just want to, they just want to enjoy the book. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I definitely think it is, um, it, I think we can all come to the conclusion that you can make it as a self-published author. Um, I don't yes. really want to talk about all of, um, what, I, about this, um, today, I think we should go into a little bit more detail on these, but um, one cool thing about being a self-published author is there are a lot of tools out there for you to make yourself uh, profitable, even when you're not talking about your book. You know, there are places like Patreon and Kickstarter and other um, like crowdfunding sites that you can use as an author to you know make money while you're writing even or you know to monetize your book or your fandom that you have with um with your your readers so i don't really want to talk a whole lot about that today but i think we'll definitely want to talk about those uh tools more in the future absolutely yep um, you, you know um oh, go ahead no no i was just saying just as there is a process of getting published there's also a process of marketing. Mm -hmm. There are steps yeah. involved there, and there are there are many many tools that are available uh, to authors and uh, and worthwhile mm -hmm. worth worth learning about. Hundred percent, yeah. Um, so uh, it seems like um, throughout the conversation that we've come up with a few uh, pros of self publishing. You know what what the benefits are of self publishing. Um, can uh, let's just take a quick moment to just discuss maybe some of the downsides to self-publishing, just so that you know our authors, our listeners out there, kind of know what they might face. Um, I, I think um, the one the one thing that I want to uh, share is we talked about the control that the author has when they self-publish that can almost sometimes be a, um, a con depending on who you are. Some authors take the control to the place where they just want to write and they edit and they edit and they edit and they edit and then they edit some more and they never actually take the time to publish it because they want it to become perfect. So I, I've seen that sometimes be a negative because, you know, a publishing house might, you know, take two or three edits, but they're going to say, hey, this is this is ready to go. We're going to send it and we're going to print it and it's going to be live. And if you have all that control yourself, sometimes you can maybe lose sight of that timeline. One of the cons that, uh, that I think we see most often is very simply the fact that because there are so many steps and people don't reach out for help, when so much help is available, like here at the author's voice, there's so much help we have available to you. All you have to do is reach out for it. But if you don't reach out for that help and you don't 
have an understanding of the process before you sign a contract, there are a great, far too many, I won't say a lot, but there are far too many unscrupulous scam artists take advantage of writers who are novices in this business and and want to write and want the dream, have the dream, and don't know the steps, don't know how to start. And that is something that really never it, it's always been a it's always been a part of publishing. Vanity Press has always been a part of publishing. It's the the line has now grayed between um, traditional publishing and a vanity press. And this is an area where it's in your best interest as a writer to be in touch with, to create your own network of professionals to help guide you in this process to avoid people who will take advantage of your inexperience and sell you into something that you don't need. Those 90 steps are all you really need. And you can do it yourself, just with a little bit of help. Mm -hmm. That's so true. Exactly. And, you know, I, I think a lot of people, uh, I mean, we all don't know what we don't know. And there are people out there who will take advantage of that. Exactly. I think one of the people can see is a, is a con or a negative self-publishing is they think that they, you know, they might not have a, they won't have a literary agent or a public publicist for them. But that goes back to knowing the marketing and knowing that it's important to market. And with so many, you're going to pay for services as a self-published author. There are services you're going to pay for and you're going to want to pay for. And marketing is a very important thing. And you're not, they, many people may not be experts at marketing, but that's where you would invest in a social media manager or a marketing specialist for a time to help you get that book promoted. So that while while people think it could be a con not to have the literary agent or the publicist, it can be a good thing for the author also because they have control and can there there's social media people out there, like I said, or marketing specialists that can help you get that book published. Absolutely. It's so true. Remember, um, remember as a self-published author, you have the control over the money. So that means that you get all part of your expense is paying for marketing. Well, somebody has to do that regardless. Mm -hmm. Somebody's paying for that marketing no matter how you publish it. So you're simply having control over that. You decide how much you spend and where. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And another important thing to read, I just remembered this or thought of this is even when people go to a traditional public publisher for their book, there's they need to pay close, close attention to what the contract says, because the marketing of your book for through a traditional publisher may only be one press release. Yeah. Or it may only be something very small where you're going to end up have to pay for marketing anyway. To, to publish your book. Yep. I mean, to, I keep saying publish your book to market your book, to sell your book. Yes, exactly. Exactly, Colleen. Very good point. And, and, and the difference is, of course, in a traditional publishing environment, you're not benefiting from that um, until after you have, um, you know, you have, you have paid back your initial draw. Exactly. So true. Um, yeah, I think we've had a really good, 
overview discussion on what self-publishing is today. Um, just, you know, last little bit, is there anything that we haven't talked about yet today that either of you would like to share? Colleen? I'd like to end on a positive. Yeah, go ahead, Candy. Okay. And I would like to say simply that if you have a dream of writing a book, if you have a dream of being published, go for it. Go for it. It, it, get the help you need to learn the process. Be ready to make an investment, but don't let 90 steps keep you from following that dream and making it happen. Mm -hmm. That's so true. I think there is, um, I mean, there are so many experts out there who can help you with whatever it is. Um, you know, that's the other thing too. I don't think we really talked about this is, um, you know, sometimes people feel like they have to be the expert at everything, but we we have plenty of experts out there in the field that are experts and can help you and want to help you make your book your business and make your book as, you know, as perfect as it can be. Um, so, you know, there there's a lot of great resources out there. Just like the author's voice. <laughs> Just like us. <laughs> exactly. Um, Colleen, is there anything you'd like to share before we wrap up the discussion today? No, I think like 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 Candy said, though, you can make it a positive experience for yourself and people are out there to help you. And it's a great thing for you to do and leave your legacy for your family or your friends or whoever you want. But it, everyone has a story to tell. So don't let the process intimidate you. Oh, great way to say it. That's so true. And, you know, like I said at the very beginning of the discussion, you know, we've covered a lot of different topics today. And, you know, I brought up a few that we um, didn't even really get to discuss. So, I, I you know, I, I know that we'll talk more about these things in more depth as, you know, as the podcast goes on. So um, we really hope that uh, that you've enjoyed the discussion and you'll come back and, you know, listen to us um, in the weeks and months to come as uh, as we continue the show. So. Um, Colleen KZ, thanks for joining me for the conversation today. And, um, I'm sure, um, I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll dive more in depth on some of these in the future. The Blank Page to Bestseller podcast is a production of The Author's Voice. I have been your host, Peter Wheatmartian, and I want to thank KZ and Colleen for joining me on this episode to discuss all things writing, publishing, and speaking. Do you have questions about today's topic or would like to be a guest on a future episode? You can learn more about The Author's Voice on our website, theauthorsvoice.org, or send our team an email at info at theauthorsvoice.org. You can stay in touch with Candy, Colleen, and Peter through The Author's Voice on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Links to all of those can be found in the show notes. If you have enjoyed the episode, please be sure to subscribe and leave a review on the podcast app of your choice. Also, please help us spread the word about the Blank Page to Bestseller podcast by sharing the episode on your social media or by introducing a friend, a colleague, an author, or anyone who would enjoy the discussion to the show.